And now, live from Pod Cabin in Burbank, California, it's the Allison Rosen is your new best friend show tonight. Allison welcomes your guest. He's a comedian who, when it comes to digging diggities, there's no diggity he digs less than diggy diggy. It's David Huntsberger. And she's a writer and producer and just the hugest fan of nuclear war. It's Wendy Molyneux. Tone Zone is here to assert that even though he loves the Eggman, he is not himself an Eggman. I'm her husband, Daniel, saying hop on board the love bus. Say hello to your best friend, Allison Rosen. Allison Rosen, Allison Rosen is your new best friend. Allison, Allison, with perfect good times never end. Allison Rosen. Hello, my lemon ricotta pancakes. It's me, Allison. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. That particular delicious sounding carbohydrate was sent in on Patreon. Patreon. By Karen Quinn. Yes, I am on Patreon. All sorts of fun stuff. Bonus episodes of the Friend Zone. My Patreon podcast. Pod- did I say podcast? I don't know what that is. Uh, it's a show where I talk about things you can pawn. It's my Patreon bonus podcast, recent episode with fan favorite Betsy Sodaro. And then yesterday, Daniel and I recorded uh, an episode of The Friend Zone where we answered your questions and talked about all sorts of stuff. And that will be up any day now. So uh, if you're not listening to it, what are you even doing? And then also there's a level where you can text me and I'll text you back. Someone just wrote in wanting to know, is there a level where you can text Daniel? There's not, but we something it's something we could talk about if there's enough demand. <laughs> um, Better and not then, tell me about that level, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, that's a sidebar. And then I'm not ready also, for more deviled eggs, Wendy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you can the, the, look, there's just all sorts of stuff. Commit to it. You know you want to. Subscribe for a year, get two months free. That's a good deal. That's right. Patreon.com slash but you can also do it monthly. Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Okay. Patreon. I'm so excited about the group we have assembled for tonight. Now, it has been weeks and weeks of Tony's picks episode. Z episodes, which is like, it just started as a goof. It started as a stunt. It started as a lark where I thought, I'm tired. What if Tony booked the show? What's the worst that could happen? And even if the worst happens, that would be fun. But then Tony knocked it out of the park on number one and number two that we extended it. And uh, I might just hand the entire show to him. However, I am back in the driver's seat. I'm making it sound like really I handed control to him, which is I'm way too much of a control freak for that. I did let him book and he's been doing the intros and he's been knocking them out of the park. But tonight it's the old format with Daniel doing the intros, me booking the show, and it is just an A plus group all around. Hell Hello, yeah. David Huntsberger. Welcome. Well, it's nice to be here. I guess my first question is for Wendy. Did you get any emails from Tony when he was booking the show? I certainly did not. Hello, Wendy. She's here too. I'm also here. (laughs) I also know I had said just right up front, your friend Wendy is in hell work-wise right now. And I'm not going to be on any Zooms. For fun, which this is very fun. It is a work of a kind, but I don't consider it to be such. So I'm not mad at Tony, is what I'm saying. 
I'm still mad that he won't go by no robe, Tony, but that's a different issue. <laughs> yeah, that's but uh, David. It sounds like you've got a bone to pick, but I also didn't get any emails. It wasn't like he was begging me like, Wendy, I know you're busy, but please you know, like that. No, uh-uh. I will say if you want, if you want me to get into the mix on this fight, I'm in. <laughs> Thank you. That's all I've said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in. Take that, Tony. and Tony put his arm back and started to look very powerful like he knows he has all this power now to make us happy or sad yeah that's right and you know yeah I didn't email David because you know I know he would have said can we do it on zoom (laughs) (laughs) Tony only does things in person even like customer service interactions like if he has a problem with West Elm he drives to the West Elm headquarters (laughs) in Nebraska and yep. he makes someone come down and like go out and have a beer and talk about why he's returning his chair. Oh, uh, so it's what? not it? that he berates them in the parking lot and then storms away and peels out. He Mm-mm. come come to Ben again's when you're off your shift. I'll Let's have a just beer talk waiting it for through. Yeah, mm. he, just hear my point of view. That's really sweet. I mean, it's a lot of work, but. It's very human in a world that's all automated. That's kind of nice. Also, I think I'm usually not invited because I always derail the intros, which I've done again. <laughs> They've got a system. And the next thing you know, we're in the fucking weeds because of me derailing that's a, the intros. That's okay, though, because my hunch was that Tony's not really going on tour with Motion City Soundtrack. He's actually just going to complain about some outdoor furniture that he received <laughs> from, <laughs> from West Elm. So this confirms it for me. But yeah. anyway, each stop of the tour is at different headquarters or you <laughs> yes. know, it's like Baton Rouge. Yeah. He's taking his longer burger baskets back. Te- yeah. Terre Haute, Indiana. Terre Haute. Yep. Is that oh, how it's yeah. pronounced? No, no it's, Terre it's Terre Haute. I like Terre Haute, though. That's fun. So I think everyone who has listened for any amount of time knows that it brings me sick delight in introducing Tony around minute 40. But he has been <laughs> called into the he has been summoned uh, into the mix, you know, much earlier. So, Tony, hello and welcome. Hi, thank you. I, maybe uh, you wanted to not book shows because you're tired. Guess what? I feel so tired today. Is that what booking does? Yeah. I mean, along with everything else going on in this crazy world of ours. But yeah, booking is, it's, it's, a, it's exhaust. It's rewarding, but exhausting. Just like yeah. raising children, Tony. But anyway. Uh, just like raising children. Just like raising children. People compare the two all the time. Yes. <laughs> uh, so what I wanted to bring up, though, which was hinted at mere moments ago, so there was some discussion ahead of time. Is this going to be an in-person? Is this going to be Zoom? Mm-hmm. And Tony said to Dave, I hope you've had a nice life. <laughs> yeah. As I don't prepared know. to end mine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's just like the West Elm thing where you certainly have a gripe, but... It's approached with kindness, like, I'm going to end said life, but I hope you've enjoyed it thus far. That's right true. Right up until I yeah, conclude that, it. It was actually a really nice way of saying I'm going to kill you. Yeah, it's yeah. like he, he will be in person one way or the other. <laughs> yeah, I still care about having manners, guys. 
And also, I have zero memory of saying that. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Well, let's just... It's like less than 24 I, hours. Oh, I know. It was just I last night. Remember it? He's threatening so many people now, it's, it's hard to keep track. <laughs> yeah. So it started with me asking, is it possible that we could record the show outside? And then Tony... Because I was saying, is that feasible? Like, will the cord stretch? Or do we have enough power to do that? Blah, blah, blah. And then Tony, you said, it's certainly feasible. I'll wait to find out what you scared weenies want to do. Do. That was the first <laughs> bit of that was like Tony baring his fangs. Look, yeah. I for a long time I've been joking about, but you know, joking, the kidding on the square. That's what they that's what they call it in England, right, Dave? You've been there, right? Kidding on the square, joking on the square. <laughs> you have to go to a certain either. location to kid around. <laughs> I think so. I feel like that's <laughs> a Britishism. So pistol front now. I'm going down to the square. You'll know about it. That's right. That's fun. Mm-hmm. You can touch ladies on their fanny there and kid on the square, joke on the square, something fanny like that. Fanny means vagina there, so you can yeah. touch them on the vagina, right? Yeah, that is what that means there. That yeah. I mean, I would ask permission to do that. So that was the yeah. first indication of Tony's rage when he called us scared weenies. And then, Dave, you said your preference is Zoom because... You want Tony to knock your teeth out, or or eventually he's going to knock your teeth out, or something. And I wanted then, to hide from Tony. I knew how mad he'd be. I did say I was open to the idea of the outdoors, and that I just preferred Zoom, uh, which maybe was a like a passive way of casting a vote that was like Zoom. But mm-hmm. I felt it was still kind of fifty fifty. But potentially Tony's rage uh, huddled us all back into our own homes the, behind the safety of a Zoom screen. Right, and then Tony's rage Tony sounds said, like a side project. Right. Yeah. Well, so then, mm-hmm. so then I, being the the uh, people please, just whatever. Be, why, why attach a label to it? Being who I am was like I feel that Dave gently wants. Well, that's uh, I. I wasn't intuiting anything. I was reading what you said. Dave's preference is Zoom. That's fine. Plus, as it turns out, I can't stop coughing today. It's good that we did Zoom anyway. Um, I said, okay, just to be super safe, let's do Zoom. And then Tony said, I hope, you, hope you've had a nice life, Dave. That's yeah. how it all happened. No mm-hmm. winky face, no any kind of emoji. Right. Pure no rage. Does it uh, ring a bell it now, just... evil, rageful Tony? I mean, did you guys ever think that maybe it was just, yeah, just uh, uh, not related to what we were talking about? I've just <laughs> hoped that Dave has enjoyed his life. Well, yeah. I'm sitting there. Nice. <laughs> It's been 20 years. I get a text. Boop. Hope you've had a nice life. I don't think there's any situation where that doesn't seem somewhat foreboding. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> ominous regardless. Yeah. Uh, well, also, I'll give full disclosure. Had, had some drinks last night and get a little feisty sometimes when that happens. <laughs> yeah, so. that makes sense. Yeah. Also, it was partially like slightly my fault because I did say, I won't say where I was, but I was somewhere where... I think I'm in the clear because I'm six days out where a lot of people, <laughs> I think, got COVID. And so I was like, I wouldn't want to kill you guys. I'll leave it to Tony, who's going to kill us all, you know, yeah, for not gathering. Right. So, I mean, it was partially my fault because I said, maybe let's not, too, thereby lending peer support to everyone who was already being a big scared weenie. This is an interesting question. Which is more dangerous, the person who may infect us all or the person who may kill us all? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But I'm now on day, I don't even know how many, 
of like I thought I was all better. So I I have been under this is fascinating content for people who have been following along. I have I've had a number of days of feeling under the weather with symptoms of like, how is this not COVID, even though I'm testing mm-hmm. negative? Um, but then I was better. But then as of today, I cannot stop coughing. Um, and it, it is a dry cough, which is disconcerting. Um and it just I have I I have had so much scissorp. Is that just Robitussin? <laughs> That's what they call that, right? You, I think you, do you blend it with something? I think, I think to you, make scissorp. Um Mucinex? Yeah. If you blend it with Mucinex, <laughs> then yes. <laughs> and Zyrtec? Because then, then I've been drinking straight scissorp. Um <clears throat> I've just had a lot of Robitussin. So uh but it's the it's the DM, so I could get loopy, you guys. Anything could happen. Okay, nice. okay. Ooh. I haven't had anything really yet. You're stone cold yeah. sober, Wendy. Stone cold sober. Wow. Yeah, I don't love it. <laughs> you know, I don't know about. Are that, you guys normally too. all like boozed up and cough syruped up when we're doing this show? No, oh yeah, not normally. I did used to like to have two drinks before I would do an improv show. At least one, sometimes two, if I was feeling wild, because it just like dulled my anxiety enough. Like I wasn't ever drunk or anything, but it would dull my anxiety before I went on stage. And that would like free me up a little bit. Yeah, I didn't have to. I perform sober all the time. But every once in a while, I was like, it would it would that if I was feeling really keyed up, that would help me Mm -hmm. would almost just make me normal. (laughs) You know, my anxiety is pretty strong. (laughs) <laughs> so it would just like return me to a baseline when I was doing improv, but podcasts don't make me nervous in the same way. Right. Tones on a live audience. Everyone's people could be scorning me right now. And I don't know, scorn yeah. away, but they love you. <laughs> well, there's gotta be some scorners out there. You know, if you're scorning me, drop a message in the Al- comments. Allison's famous <laughs> for cutting scorners <laughs> for what? Yeah. You're famous for cutting scorners. For cutting them? out of the comments. Oh, I think that was a. Um, oh yes, I'm sorry. It's the Dextra Floor Flan that made Thank me you, slow. David. Yeah, <laughs> no problem, friend. <laughs> Appreciate it, Daniel. Can we, I think? And I know this is now. Oh. I, I'm choosing which direction to go because on the one hand, I could share with everyone the personal announcement, which I shared on the Monday show that no one cared about, or I could tell everyone the story, the addendum. There's a little bit of an addendum to a story I shared last week that kind of went over like a lead balloon. Which t- of the oh, two terrible stories oh, should I share? Two things no one liked and <laughs> yes. more about them. Which what are you doing? Which one should I go with? Neither. Which is going to bring the scorners out? I don't think they exist. So let's uh, coax them out. I like, think I, we got to go. Long-time with- scorner, first-time yeah. vocal scorner. Let's get them on the keyboards. What's I it going to take to get there? One is more hypothetical, silly. One is revolving. One is involving a thing that actually happened in. It's located in the real world. Or, or what? you could just talk about deciding which one. And that's all we talk about. <laughs> oh, I mean, that... It might go over better. Yeah. That goes right back into the first one. Decisions mm. are tough. Big part of life. Just some people are really good at 
quickly deciding, moving on, Mm -hmm. assessing the regret they may or may not have depending on the results and living with it. Other people are like, Mm -hmm. man, I immediately regret that. And they always live in like the other route they could have chosen. They always go left and think, man, right was the way to go once again. We could get into that. I mean, there's a lot of that in the world. (laughs) Well, that brings me to the, uh uh-oh, lost hearing in my right ear. That brings me to... (laughs) (laughs) As we go along, Allison just gets every COVID symptom. (laughs) Oh, I can't taste anything right. Am I chewing gum? (laughs) That brings me to the third path, which is... (sighs) I worry about someone hearing this and... uh, and, and, No one's listening. Well, say it on a podcast then. (laughs) 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 Okay. The camping trip that we went on, when it was announced, I thought to myself, so it was a camping trip as part of the preschool that our kids go to, um, which Wendy. Oh, I never went on. That. You never went on it. Okay. Never so the- went on it because not a good camper. Mm-hmm. And then the thought of trying to camp in front of others. No, thanks. <laughs> yes. So only a limited number of families can go on it because there's like a so. Well, that's how they present it. There's a limited number of like cabins and uh, mm-hmm. there's like three different kinds of um, camping abodes you can be in um, different levels of roughing it. But but there's not there's only like a select number and you have to like line up early to get a spot. Um, however, once we got there, it's like it is a sprawling, humongous campground. So really, they sure. could just reserve more. And some people did end runs and just called the place directly and who who didn't get one that morning and they got spots. But anyway, so I at first I was like, oh, my God, imagine if we were the kind of people who went on this trip. Ha, that's hilarious because we are so not camping people. And then I went from that to talking myself into we should go. We have like limited a limited amount of time to be part of the community here. And, you know, they're only going to be in preschool for a little while. We'll make memories. We'll make friends. Blah, 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 blah. And I totally talked myself into going. And I'm like, every time in my life that I've pushed myself outside of my comfort zone, I have looked back on it and been glad that I did. I, I, two examples being like, my friends are bike riding to the beach. That's not something I would normally do. But I pushed myself to go and I'm so glad I did or like going on. Actually, it was just two bike, two separate bike rides. I'm glad I maybe it only involves bikes. Um, But anyway, just things that are sort of like outdoorsy that I normally wouldn't do that are a little bit spontaneous. So I was like, I'm sure that once I'm like in nature doing this thing, I'll be happy I did it. However, and this goes back to Dave's like always living in the like the other choice you didn't make. On this trip, because it was very, and I've gone into the details of the trip, it was just hard and uncomfortable and everything can be, is. uh, I do not recommend three-year-olds. If you could just go straight from like one to four, do it. You don't, you're not offered the option or maybe two to four even. Three can be very tough. Um, It was just tough. But yeah, I didn't have a moment. I was the whole time I was like, oh, wow, I've really misjudged this one. This is this was really maybe the wrong decision for us. And yet weirdly, here's the weird part. Both Daniel and I are actually open to doing it again next year, just maybe a little bit differently. Hmm. Wow. Thank you. Well, let's not get carried away. You said <laughs> this makes me feel better that I never went. <laughs> that my instincts were right and to not go. Yeah, now I it's feel tough. Great. Well, part but of the I pro- didn't go. 
part of the thing is that uh, the fire warning, whatever you, I forget what they call it, was um, moderate. Which, but at moderate, that means no. You can't have a campfire. Kind of like oh. half the fun of going camping is the campfire. Yeah. So, what else are you doing? Right. And um, there's like a specific way to do this particular trip and we didn't do it that way and so if we were going to do it again maybe we would but i don't know if i don't know i'd have to be talked into it okay so my birthday was i've lost track of time a couple weeks ago we went out to dinner in pasadena belated birthday thank you very much i was gonna wait till next year thank you (laughs) i don't do it in reverse happy birthday for next year but well, let's let's cover that when we get there. Yeah, thank you. Um, oh yeah, if you say happy birthday now, then you can say really happy early. birthday for this birthday. You're late, but happy birthday for next year. You're early. You're really so you early. Did it. One yeah. more thing off my to do list. <laughs> That's it. <coughs> Excuse me. So anyway, we went out to dinner, uh, and we sat outside um, at a restaurant. Are <laughs> you really going back to this? <laughs> I am, Tony. <laughs> because someone left a comment. Because I thought we'd put the story to bed, no pun, even though no one knows what I'm talking about yet. However, someone left a comment on Instagram that makes me go, oh, my God, there's more meat on this bone. For my vegetarian or vegan listeners, that's a disgusting metaphor. But anyway, so we're outside. There's a couple inside at the bar, and they are like, I'm going to say they're in their mid-60s. And they are. Okay. All over each other. Like, his hand is on her thigh. Her hand is on his arm, under his sleeve. And they had real first date energy. They could, they were Mm. like. I'd say maybe second date energy. I hope for the rest of this story you correct everything I say, but just like if you're going to tell it bit. a second time, then I'm going to get it, we're going to get it right. <laughs> Fair. So I noticed. So Daniel points them out, and he's like, "Notice them." I have something to say about them. Uh, and what he had to say is like, "Look at them; they're ready to bone no. on the bar or whatever." So I noticed, and I'm and I'm That's like, "What's what going I had to say?" I know. So okay, what did you have to say? I was saying he he seems like a guy who has advice about oh, exactly yeah. where you put your hand on a woman's thigh when you're trying to seduce them. <laughs> right. The the be, being that it was like not too high, not too low. Very yeah, confident. because if it's too high, then she, like it's like a frog in a boiling water situation. If it's too high, then she'll like freak out. But if it's too low, then what? She'll not freak uh, out. Just want to be friends. Tickler. <laughs> He's touching my thigh down there. He just wants to be friends. Right. Yes. (laughs) Yes, He had like weird. He had some real like dominant body language. Um, And she was saying yes. It was just very PDA. And but I noticed because I was just like, what is happening? And she was wearing a ring and he was not wearing a ring. So Mm, I was thinking, are they? Oh, yeah. What did you say? Spicy. It was it was muy caliente, Wendy. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, is this an affair? What is happening? Who needs to get it on at the bar of Flemings in Pasadena this badly? Um, 
So anyway, we now this part I don't need to share, but I will because I have no shame. And this just shows what a consummate professional I am that I'm always thinking of the podcast. I'm like, we should take some pictures and we should as a stunt. Again, I'm desperate for stunts as a bit on the show. We should hire a PI because it's so ridiculous and figure out who these people are. We wouldn't reveal their real names or anything, but we would just find out, like, are they having an affair? What's going on? And this could be a, like, multiple installment thing on the show. And it's like, you know, can you believe they did that? That's insane. Anyway, it didn't get that far. So, Dan, so we had befriended the uh, server. And by the way, I I also can't believe I'm telling the story. I should just I should just ask everyone to listen to last week's episode and then, you know, jump in at the new part. This is just a retread. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that drop read my mind <laughs> I have that one ready to go Daniel asked the, Daniel pointed this out to the server who was like our friend by this point and she's like oh yeah what is going on and she asked her friend <clears throat> we couldn't believe they, they were now we were now bringing the staff into our uh, curiosity she comes back and she's like they have a daughter together so at this point we were confounded they have a daughter. To, oh, my God. Did they just go to some kind of workshop on how to, like, rekindle your passion or something? What is going on? So that is where we left it. The more flabbergasted I was by this situation, I think the more Daniel was like, why is it so unbelievable that married people <laughs> could still be into each other this much? However, that's where the story ended. Or so I thought. But. Someone left a comment on my Instagram about last week's episode saying, just because they have a daughter together doesn't mean they're married or together. Yeah. And that I think that's true and worth exploring. And I, mean, I don't know in what fashion. I worth pointed that out at the time. You did? Yeah. Well, <laughs> what? Some new... It seems reasonable that they would be together because to have a daughter at any point, whether you had a one night stand and it resulted in a daughter and then you get together every so often and furiously make out is really something. It makes more sense that they are a couple that is in love. Maybe they didn't get married and or maybe he's just maybe he has a job where he's worried about losing the ring so he doesn't wear one. Mm. Um, there's there's a park near our house where sometimes there's this guy, just a guy, but his his look, his overall countenance is, makes me suspicious. And he'll be like putting his leg up on the railing and just like watching people play basketball, kind of pretending to stretch. That would draw my attention way more and does. Like the ire, I'm like, I should go tackle that guy. I just don't like what he's doing. And he might be like, <laughs> I'm a runner. This is where I stretch. And I'm like, I hate it. Except <laughs> stop staring at everyone. It's so creepy. He just has a real mm, that guy has a van kind of a feel about him. Uh whereas I think I would have seen the older couple and been like, this world, if anything that it needs more of, it's love. No. Great. Great. Like they're over the top. It's too much, but if they were Put that teenagers. skin in my mouth. <laughs> That's kind of how I felt though. I was like, good for them, you know? I excuse me. This furious rewriting of history where I'm some prude who is just a wet blanket and everyone else is Dave, I know you weren't there, but you're now part of this, celebrating <laughs> the 
the porking of old people. No. It's not Hell what happened. Yeah. If you see them again, you should go <laughs> over to them and just say very simply, you guys seem horny. What give? <laughs> like that. Because <laughs> it's a good icebreaker. Yeah, it is really good. And they'll be open to it, I think, to talking about why they're so horny. You know, because maybe right. it's like maybe they're not always horny. Maybe they're <laughs> doing like a role playing at, at Fleming's where they pretend like he had his ring off so he could pretend to oh. be like from out of town. I just got in, yes. you know, do you come here often kind of situation? And she's like, well, I'm waiting for my husband. And he's like, OK, well, he's passing up on a hot dish. And then he finds the perfect thigh grab. Yeah. You know, to communicate, like, even though we just met, this is going to happen. It's a role play. They're having a role play. And that's why they seem so horny. Probably. I wonder, do you guys think there's anything to a two handed? <laughs> I know people can't see it on the zoom, <laughs> but for a thigh grab, you people can't see. Oh, sorry. People can't see it on the podcast to raise your hands, like sort of like a puppy. Mm. Like this. Mm-hmm. Imagine yeah. two paws aloft. Okay. Like a dog like on its hind human. legs. Yeah. yeah, like a dog I mean, on its hind legs. And then both be playing hands, a high piano. Like you're playing a high piano for the listeners who aren't uh Patreon subscribers, so they're not seeing it. And then you lower both paws right onto the thigh. <laughs> so one's up, one's down. Now are you and making you just do a squish? Are you ma- like are this. you keeping Is eye contact anything? the whole time? Is the thigh across my lap? Where or are they no, they're are just her- like say the person's just sitting like you know kind of legs akimbo okay. you know just sitting there legs akimbo We're and you go up with your knee. paws no 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 you're next to them so you're doing uh, okay. a full body turn pause up and then pause <laughs> down on the closest thigh and then a squish and i think you don't look away you look across the restaurant <laughs> at someone else and you waggle your eyebrows while squishing <laughs> In an up and down manner, the thigh. Yes. I just wonder if that's anything. That's like a real piano yeah. playing move. What does your partner do? They stare straight ahead and it's normal. Oh, yeah. They stare straight ahead like, dis- like they're dissociating. <laughs> like they're not really there. Are they, they're they're just... reading a menu. Yeah, and perhaps... they're reading a menu while they're getting their thighs <laughs> squished with two hands. And just going like, hmm. Can, like, can I listener, get something? Can, can a listener try this? Grab the attention. If you yeah. want attention, that's going to get attention. Maybe a listener could try this on a date and let us know how if it somebody goes. Somebody could. And try to take a video. Like, bring a third. Yeah. And see if um, Allison comes by. And have them take a video. <laughs> And yeah. yeah, maybe get a Patreon subscription so you can see my technique. So you're making sure you go up, <laughs> pause, pause a lot. Wait, wait, wait. Up, eye contact, pause or up, just no, you're pause up, but the whole time you're out. Like it's as if you're a ballet dancer. Your eyes are out to the mm-hmm. audience. Sure. Spot. Pause, go up, pause, come down. The squishing starts. You waggle. <laughs> your partner sitting Is there, multiple menu squishes? open. No to be clear, a waggle is your eyebrows going <laughs> all over the place. The waggle is the eyebrows going nuts. Uh. You're squishing with your hands and waggling <laughs> with intense eye contact with someone else, someone you've never met. And then your <laughs> partner is acting like it's not happening. Yeah. Menu open. Is you know the, what I like about this? Can you, like, Daniel and Allison, you could try this for us. What I like yeah. about this is, is that it's like very um, unsexual, but at the same time, could mm-hmm. like on its surface, you'd go, that could be like sexual harassment or something, but yeah, it's so confusing. distinctly unsexual in in the in its execution. Yeah. That what do you do with that? And the partner that's reading the menu, they're reading the menu while the paws come up, and then as the paws are coming down, 
they gently move the menu aside to allow the pause to go onto the thigh. And then they go right back to reading the menu as if nothing's happening. Will you guys right, so try it? Go a, over yes. to BB's in well, you suggested you suggested Wait, where should the, we go? Uh, scale of one to 10, how horny are you guys? Meaning it, there's an invite there for someone to approach behavior that we would determine to be atypical. Now, should someone come over, particularly the person that's had eye contact engaged Mm -hmm. upon them, and they come over and go, what's going on here? Maybe they take it as a vibe. Would the person go, that's exactly what I was doing, hello? Or would it be, mind your own business? What's the appropriate response? Oh, it's very fun to yell, mind your own business at them after you've been making furious (laughs) eye contact with them. That would be great. Mind your own business, like really, really at them. I think you run this the risk of, the, of your affair. the person you're making eye contact with <laughs> might think that the that you're communicating you're part of this now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why it'll throw them off when they come over and start to talk to you and you say, mind your own business, this is none of your affair. And then you just go back to the squish and pick a new target. Now, say it's me and I'm bored at my table and I look over and, oh, no, the eye contact is upon me. Now, I think it's funny. There's also a part of me that's like, oh, no, someone with schizophrenia is engaging me and I don't know how to be rude or polite here to kind of smile and look away. Yeah, it's like feel the eyes on me. It's like when you make eye contact with like a a mime or something. Yeah. Are you asking so that, what you do? That would be a, a tough situation to be in to be the eye contact person because if they laugh and break away, do you find someone else or do you just stay on them? Um, if, I think are you once you you as the view as the target of the eye contact, or you, you as the waggler? If I'm the waggler and oh. I, and someone looks over and kind of oh that's fun and looks away, do I just stay on them? <laughs> Or do I find yes, someone new for yeah. I, I mean, stay this on is them. a new art form. This is sort of like when a new sport goes into the Olympics. And we right. all don't know yet quite what it is. Like rhythmic mm-hmm. gymnastics. Mm-hmm. The, icon- the eye contact D might take it as a challenge to find their own thigh to play. Oh, yeah, if they start squishing true. back, do you immediately <laughs> just break away? Oh, oh. oh my God. Or- so what if I, okay. Because in this scenario, I feel like. Daniel, I hope you didn't imagine yourself the waggler. I saw myself the waggler with the pause. Oh, I like that. I was picturing the reverse because of what you had described that this man was so aggressive. So I just fell right into those like sort of those archetypes. But I think you waggling. I want to waggle. Amazing. Yeah. Daniel as your victim. Right. So I (laughs) see myself waggling. Slash soulmate. And squishing. Yeah. And then if in this scenario where I do, I'm got i've got someone fixed in my waggling gaze and then if they were to then waggle back and then squish someone else's thighs i would feel that they've started a competition with me mm-hmm. and then it would be on then it's, it's on. on and then yeah. no one gets up till I someone just- dies Tony, are you free to go video them <laughs> while they do this because you like to do a lot in person <laughs> Yeah, that's true. <laughs> this feels perfect for you. Honestly, get you out of the house. Maybe yeah. get in a fight. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now we're really speaking my language. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 Fighting and getting out of the house. Yeah. Doesn't <laughs> get much talking. better. Yeah. Fire off some death threats after a couple mojitos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mojitos. <laughs> Listen, what guys. What is your drink, Tony? Oh. What's that? What is your drink? I mean, I, I honestly, I just love beer. But I mean, I, if I yesterday I had some margaritas and they were especially strong, so yeah. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, it's time for the death threats. He's had a couple margaritas. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, summer doesn't last forever. So why spend more time than you need to on meal planning, grocery shopping and cooking with Splendid Spoon? You can make more time to enjoy the season and feel great with their plant based meals that require no prep time. Splendid Spoon sends delicious plant based ready to eat meals and snacks right to your door. This stuff these meals are so delicious. Uh, when we returned from Hawaii, we had Splendid Spoon meals in our refrigerator and they saved our hide because they are so good. You pop them in the microwave and you, uh, you are not hungry anymore and you are satiated. And I love all of their stuff. Daniel, how good were those smoothies? How good were the soups? Delicious. Delicious. It was all delicious. Um, I loved the bolognese, especially the smoothies, though. Smoothies and the bolognese. All of it was so good. Um, yeah, it fits into any schedule. There's a, there's a meal for everyone. Every meal plan is customizable, so you get what you want every time. Every single meal is 100% plant-based, gluten-free, and GMO-free, always made with plenty of vegetables, legumes, healthy fats, whole grains, and spices from all over the world. Enjoy a fresh take on classic dishes like their fan-favorite vegan meatballs and marinara noodles or take your taste buds on a journey with exciting dishes like cauliflower tikka soup they've got plenty of smoothies grain bowls soup bowls and noodle bowls for you to discover and with over over 50 choices and a constantly rotating menu there's always new dishes to try i really loved uh making my selections and i'm an indecisive person but i found the the whole uh process very enjoyable getting to choose what i wanted plus eating plant-based foods can come with a wealth of benefits like improved energy sleep digestion and complexion Eat well and enjoy more of your summer with Splendid Spoon. Get started today and save on an entire week of ready-made plant-based meals. Just go to SplendidSpoon.com slash Allison for $50 off your first box when you subscribe. That's $50 off at SplendidSpoon.com slash Allison. Again, that's $50, $50 off at SplendidSpoon.com slash Allison. I also want to talk to you guys about Nutrafol. 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. If you're among them, know you're not alone and that there's a solution you can trust to deliver results. Uh, Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning, stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, Daniel, and metabolism through whole body health. Okay, it didn't really say Daniel, but I think we all know that he's one of the six. Nutrafol has three unique formulas to support women throughout all stages of life, including postpartum and menopause. Each formula is physician formulated using natural drug-free medical grade ingredients in consistently effective dosages. So you get the most reliable results in a clinical study. 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months, 3000 plus top doctors and stylists recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high quality solution for healthier hair. Just look at how thick my hair looks. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code ROSEN to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is their best offer anywhere and is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time, plus free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com, promo code ROSEN. Again, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L dot com, promo code ROSEN. Um, 
Okay. <laughs> that was fair. <laughs> All right. So what's going on, guys? What's new in the lives of Dave, Wendy, Daniel, Tony? It's a real open-ended question. It's really open-ended. <laughs> I know. You're usually so targeted. You usually I know. have like a very specific thing. I know. Do you want me to ask more specific, more specific questions in my life? Um, hmm. Dave, do you have anything? <laughs> I was, I feel like your life is infinitely more interesting just mm-hmm. with writing 50 TV shows in mm-hmm. every movie mm-hmm. no. all at the same time. Like as you were reading the ad, not to give too much away, but Wendy was like writing plots for like six blockbuster movies in her phone. Mm-hmm. I was just, re- I was just responding to an email to be honest. Just around that's my life is very boring around I work and I take care of my children and that's it. That was my whole life. I did go to a comedy show last night, though. Who'd you Ooh. see? Um, this guy, Brian Bahe. And um, there were two opening acts as well, whose name I feel like I will get wrong if I try to say it because I um, he was like the headliner or whatever. And um, it was really good. We've been going to this little theater called the probably everyone else already knows about it, but the Elysian Theater in yeah. Los Angeles. It's so great. And I've been so bummed. You know, I O West closed, the UCB's closed. And I've been I'd been ruminating during the pandemic. I'm like, where will people who want to get into comedy go and do shows in L.A. now? Because all the spaces are closing. But that place is so cool. And they have like interesting fun people every night it feels like we've been to a couple things there we saw the show girl god there that was amazing um so i don't know i just feel and it's like such a quick drive from my house and i was like oh we can go here whenever we want and see something interesting and good so it just feels tony you've been there a bunch not a bunch uh i think actually just once but uh but i did like it and kind of the same thing like it's nice and close and yeah i need to go to this theater is this the one in frogtown and i don't know where that is but it's just on riverside like if you came out of the out of griffith park on riverside and just drove for two miles it would be on your right that's basically the whole deal let's go there daniel sure all right Check Wendy, out their I'm- schedule. I'm not affiliated with them, but like every time I go, I'm like, there's four more shows that they advertised right before the show that I'm like, I got to go see that and that and that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a hard thing to do as a venue to become trustworthy like that because yeah. they're, they're all kind of trying, but it takes just a couple bad shows or one of the comedy clubs I used to do uh, when they were um, kind of desperate for asses and seats would book like the thunder from down under so imagine mm-hmm. like just showing up at a comedy club, like what's here? What? You know, that, that kind of ruins your street cred a little bit. And people are like, Oh, you got to make sure you check ahead. It's nice to just be able to go. That's great. Wait, I've heard of the thunder from down under. What is that? It's like the Chippendales. Oh. It's just a uh, bunch of horny ladies getting their thighs um, squished. <laughs> it's no, it's no puppetry of the penis. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to find. Oh, no, I'm not finding it. I was trying to find the names of those people. But anyway, it was a good show that you saw, Wendy. Uh, Oh, the the show that I saw? (laughs) Yeah, I was trying to find find it. their names, too. I think it was Marie Faustin and Jeffers was the last name of the other woman who performed. But it was Mm -hmm. just, you know, very fun. It's a small venue, so everyone's just right there. And um, yeah, it was great. 
Um, we loved it. And then the Slither show, um, Girl God that we saw there is amazing and everyone should go see it if they do it. I think they do it frequently here in LA. You know what I really want to see that I know that you saw a while ago is Get On Your Knees, the Jacqueline Novak show. Oh yeah, show. that was really good too. I really like that too. That I was at Largo. Yeah. So I feel like my kids are getting old enough where I can like do a few more things without too much, you know, guilt. And- right. Um, so that's fun to do. And also like, if you have a mask on, you're just sitting in the theater, I'm kind of like, well, I mean, I guess I could get it in here, but you're not like walking around with a lot of people like talking in your face (laughs) or anything like that. So it feels like a mildly risky, but not insane activity in our current, like whatever surge or whatever. Right. Surge again. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. Right now is the time before monkeypox overtakes us all. I'm just yeah, kidding. I don't think that's... monkey pox. <laughs> um, all right, Dave, what's going on with you? Whew, man, nothing particularly interesting. I, I take my little guy to parks all the time and I write sketches and contact people and record. I'm like a little... Um, it's this form of mania, I suppose. I started just doing that as like an exercise. You were talking about stepping out of your comfort zone and I really think, oh, just this whole last two years, my whole life, I feel like was outside of my comfort zone. I'm not, not I don't really want to be on stage in front of people. I don't really want to be out doing stuff. So like, I've just become kind of a, a recluse in a way, other than going to the park and just kind of hanging out that way. But being able to just kind of reach out to people via Zoom and record things and fulfill something creatively that way it's really odd to just the thought of being on stage and how like the world is really dominated by extroverts if you're sitting there and someone comes over what's going on how's it going where are you from Mm -hmm. unless you're a jerk and you put noise canceling headphones on or something you're in their world and you just get used to that you know well it wasn't really my comfort zone but they did say something interesting about this or i found a way to make it tolerable and going on stage and performing in front of crowds of I can't think of anything I like less than crowds of people. And for the longest time, that was like the thing I was doing in my life is trying to please crowds of people. And so getting away from that and just uh, kind of being a recluse is I'm enjoying it. I mm-hmm. feel like I'm going back into my comfort zone and not coming out. <laughs> I think a lot of people are feeling that way. Is it unhealthy? I, I don't, don't think so. I I don't know. It's uh I don't know. It's so it's so hard to assign. It's like a, a literally healthy. healthy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You're not getting COVID. Yeah, that's true. And I feel like I see people. I know Tony hates Zoom, but I get to reconnect with people like all over the planet that I haven't seen. I always have an excuse to be like, "Hey, I wrote this sketch. I was thinking of your voice. Let's hang out and do something for 15 minutes." And that's been a really nice way to. You know, when you schedule something or how we all have numbers in our phone that we don't call those people because you're like, oh, that might be like an hour. I miss them. I don't have time. And then just the years go by and pretty soon they're not in your life. And this has been like, for me, a weird way to just check in with tons of people that I met along the way doing comedy. And that's been really fun to be like, what are you up to? How's your life? What's new? Do a little sketch. See ya. And that's that. It's... um. I, think, I feel like it's healthy. Yeah, I think it's great that you're doing something creative. Thanks. I felt like there was another word that I was going to say, and then I <laughs> couldn't find it. But no, like creative apparently is where I'm going with that. Artistic, creative and mm-hmm. artistic and producing something and being prolific. I think that's all healthy. That As for your being a recluse, I don't know. But 
<laughs> I don't know. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, I feel like a bit of what you're saying, because I know that there have been points in the pandemic where I'm like, I'm not hating this way of life. There's aspects of it I don't like, but I'm not hating it that much. I don't mind not having to figure out what to wear and where to park and all that stuff. That being said, I've started, I didn't last week, but um, I've just started going back to in-person therapy and there's just something about like getting in my car and going somewhere and, and Mm -hmm. sitting face to face. That's like so nice to have something like that. I was a little bit weirdly like nervous about it again. Like, Oh, it's going to take up, even though she's, like seven minutes away, I was like, it's going to take up too much of my day or something like that. It takes up no more time than Zoom. But for some reason, I felt like it's too much effort for, you know, I can Zoom is fine. But like, I don't know, I when when I do leave the house and go do things and have these things that feel like my old life, bits of my old life, I'm like, oh, I actually really miss this part of it. I think maybe for me and because it with stand up like to build any type of act or routine or work mm-hmm. on the segments of it it involves driving all around town and being in the back of a room with one person you know and oftentimes like 10 or more strangers that you kind of say hello to and then over right. time that rolodex of you don't remember me we met in the, and you start to feel kind of insane of like I have these fragmental relationships with so many people that it's overwhelming. And then there's a reason people from LA are thought of as like kind of flighty or like, oh, they didn't remember me. Mm-hmm. You see an ungodly amount of people. And so the when we did our Zoom episode, or sorry, when we did our in-person episode, that felt really good to like see all of your faces and be in each other's presence. Like you really do get that oxytocin and all that crazy brain stuff. And so I do like that. Like through this, we've hung out in backyards and seen friends kind of in little doses. And I feel way, I feel way better about that. I feel like my memory's better. I feel like they're more genuine interactions. And that part, I, that part feels great. I feel like it was just going too much. And I was hosting the, my variety show. So it was a lot of like, Oh, Hey, thanks for doing the show. Nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. Having a little chat with people all the time. And even though I missed the junk show, I don't miss that feeling of got to remember everyone. It's just too much. Yeah. Plus I think to, when you have a kid, especially when they're very little, it changes how you want to spend. It can change how you want to be spending your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like before my kids were born, I would just like play pots and pounds just around the clock, you know, <laughs> just like get them out, just have some fun banging on them. Yeah. <laughs> then like babies are like, no, I don't like that. You know, they don't that, like that. No, they don't love it. Or I just like, you know what I do is like, I go find like a really wild dog, you know, and I bring it home <laughs> and then I just like let it go nuts in my house. And I don't do that anymore either since I had kids. So that's. Man, you've changed. Yeah. And also sometimes I would have like two guns, like an old wild dog shooter and just go around my house going like bang, bang, bang and shooting up the ceiling. Can't do that anymore. You know, it really does change you. <laughs> I would, uh, Daniel and I would race. We would race with scissors. Scissor oh, yeah, races. like just pointing them out. Yeah. Like put them out in front of you and then run as fast as you can. <laughs> yeah. With your eyes and closed. And then suddenly you have kids and you're like, oh, we can't do that anymore right. either. Now what can we do? Yeah, or sometimes Jeff and I would be like, okay, let's duct tape every crack in the house, every window, every door, everywhere water could get out. And then you just turn on all the sinks. <laughs> <laughs> and then you sort of fill up the house with water completely. 
And we can't do that anymore. There's so many things we can't do. Daniel, can, can we share our parenting? It's not on the order of uh, running with scissors, but can we share our parenting fail this morning? Oh, you mean my parenting fail? Well, I feel like it was a little bit mine too. I don't know how you could say it's yours. It's well, I went, mine. okay. Yeah. You should, can we share your parenting fail this morning? Oh, just, I set my alarm for an hour later than it should have been set. I got up thinking that it was correct and got to, sc- this isn't an interesting story, honey. I get to school and I'm like, how is it? Wh- where is everybody? Because they're usually out there welcoming the kids. Mm-hmm. Daniel took Elliot to like, school an hour 10? late. What? I was just sharing what happened. Yeah, she was, was cutting was to the chase. She yeah. got tired of your story. <laughs> oh. And started telling it. She told your story. I didn't volunteer this story. <laughs> I know. She asked for it and then she didn't like it. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> Uh, you're trying to make it out. You're trying to make it seem like other people also tell boring stories, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Today I got a phone call and I knew it was bogus. I knew he was fine at like 1030 from the nurse at school being like, well, Jose's in the office and he says his stomach hurts. And he says it's because he stayed up really late playing video games. (laughs) And I said, no, he didn't. But I could tell the nurse didn't believe me. Like, in what scenario are my like five and six year olds staying up late playing video? I was like, what do you, what do you, what the shit do you think's going on over here, lady? But I could tell that when I said no, he didn't, that she didn't believe me, that she right. thought I was like covering. And I'm like, no, I mean, I guess if I was letting them do that, I'd just say, oh, yeah. We stay up so late playing video games. I'm just like a regular person. I don't allow a five and a six year old to like stay up till midnight. Like what we get like a bunch of pizza and like we just fucking chill. Like Mountain Dew in your gaming chair. Yeah. Yeah. We're all having Mountain Dew in our gaming chairs. Me and a bunch of small children (laughs) going nuts playing Fortnite till midnight. Like it was just so like... It was so like against the type of person I generally am that I just wanted to be like, oh, no, 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 no. Wait, you don't sound (laughs) you sound like you don't believe me. And Uh. so I did it, but I didn't. I was just like, okay, I'll text my husband. I'm at work, so he'll come get him, you know, but it was like and then, of course, he came home and I walked out of the office. And he was sitting at the counter eating a huge thing of pasta. (laughs) I was like, what happened to the stomach ache? And he's like. He's like, I'm fine now. And I was like, I know. <laughs> and also I was like, why did you tell the nurse you stayed up late playing video games? He's like, I did play video games yesterday. I'm like, you didn't stay up late. Like he played his iPad for a while in the afternoon, like a normal person. So now I'm probably have a check against me over at the school as a real <laughs> delinquent mom. Uh, we'll see. <sighs> Uh, we have checks against us, I think, because Owen, because of his constipation, uh, will roll around on the ground going, poopy, poopy, uh, big poopy's coming. So they'll call and send him home <laughs> because he's not playing. He seems uncomfortable. And it's like up to us whether we want to pick. He can stay here if he wants, but it seems like he's uncomfortable. So we'll pick him up. And then one time... He had just a gigantic blowout 
and they sent him home because there's a no diarrhea at school policy, which I didn't know about. I guess it makes sense. But it's like because he'd had Miralax. And so then I'm like, and I get that these are the rules. It makes sense. But it's like, hee hee, you really have to like, boy, there's a real poop sweet spot at this school because they're sending him home for being constipated. But they're also sending him home for being too loose. I cannot get his poop consistency right for this school. I mean, I like poop. I think poop works. <laughs> so. Yeah. Do you have rules about when they can watch their iPads and things? Because I feel like we've let it. It's a little too uh, loosey-goosey in our house. Weekends only over here. Really? That's good. Yeah. But, you know, they're big. They go to school till, you know, the middle of the afternoon. There's only a few hours after that for them to entertain themselves. And we let them watch TV during the week and stuff. Mm -hmm. They just can't play their iPads during the week. But then on Saturday, I mean, when I say we are a garbage family, it is full on. Nobody gets dressed. Nobody does anything. We let them like lay on the couch like the entire day because they've been at school all week. I feel like they're tired. And then we usually go do something on Sundays, but on Saturdays, I just let them be absolute garbage, like just full garbage, play their iPads all day, eat whatever they want, watch TV. And I feel like that's good. That's healthy. Yeah. That's what I want to do. I agree. I would love to do that. I can't because I have to take care of them. <laughs> I have to like make their food and stuff, you know? Listen, you guys. house and do all those things. It's the age of self-love. And nothing says treat yourself like a smooth and ice cold pipe bubbler or bong from Freeze Pipe. If you're tired of harsh cannabis smoke, sore throats and coughing fits, then a freezable glass pipe from Freeze Pipe is for you. Each Freeze Pipe product uses freezable glycerin chambers that cool smoke by over 300 degrees. Simply pop one of these chambers in the freezer for one hour. And as smoke passes through this icy passageway, it's instantly cooled for a bigger and smoother hit glycerin in a non-toxic gel commonly found in food and sweeteners it freezes quicker than water and stays frozen longer most people report they cough less with a freeze pipe but everyone reports they're shocked at how smooth pain-free and cold smoking from a freeze pipe is uh when we unpacked ours daniel wanted to frame it it is like a work of art it's so beautiful what yeah they're really nice it's so yeah it's like i wish this had been around so that I could have put it on a special shelf in my dorm room in college, although then people would have wanted to borrow it and I would have had to get another one because someone would have taken off with it because it is beautiful and it works. It's and it makes it so smooth. It wasn't all that long ago that the founders of Freeze Pipe were called, oh, speaking of college, college roommates and grew tired of putting their money together for, for a nice house bong, only to still suffer from scorching hot hits and coughing exorcisms. Their solution was an affordable line of high quality glass pieces that bring a luxury smoking experience without luxury pricing. If you're tired of burning throats, coughing fits, or simply think you deserve better, then check out the freezepipe.com. And use code Allison for 10% off. That's thefreezepipe.com. Code Allison for 10% off. Thefreezepipe.com. Code Allison for 10% off. All right. Let's say hello and thank you to our patrons. Allison wants to say thank you to a couple of special people out there. 
All right. Hello and welcome to Megan McCarran. She's at the text level. Hello and welcome to Emily M. And hello and welcome to Raul or Rahul Gaitond. He has subscribed for an annual subscription. Again, 12 months for the price of 10. It's quite a a deal. deal. That's right. Uh, Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. Patreon. Um, let's do a couple just me or everyone's. It's been a while. Sometimes I ponder on something I have thought or done. Is it just me or everyone? All right. Justine says, either all the bananas in my house get eaten in two days or they're all left to sit there and go bad. There is zero in between. Yeah, I feel like that. Ha- uh, I feel like that happens more often than not. It's that they all go bad. This is yeah. not just you. Mm-hmm. Our bananas are going bad over here, and then they're getting the fruit flies. And then I yeah. say, "Hey, Jeff, were you going to use these bananas, or can I throw them out?" And he'll say, "I'm going to make something." And I'll say, "Okay." And then there those bananas sit, threatening our marriage <laughs> for days more yeah. until I throw them away. Or he makes something, but mostly I throw them away. How frequently do you eat banana bread or muffins or something like well, that? Well, sometimes we do. You know, Jeff, it, his show is down right now, so he has time. So if he wants to make something, that's on him, buddy. You know? <laughs> but those fruit flies really drive me nuts. So, so when the- I try to create a space for him cooking with those bananas if he wants to. But Now, when know. the bananas are threatening your marriage, are they... Um- they doing it like old fashioned gangsters, or is it more? Of you a, know uh, what I mean. There's a lot of Italian. symbolism there. Those bananas sitting there rotting <laughs> because someone's made a promise they're not keeping. That's some John Updike shit right there. You know, mm-hmm. remodeling the tennis court is a metaphor for marriage or whatever. You know, sure. That's How is it that fruit stuff. flies? Your house is devoid of fruit flies, and then fruit starts to go bad. Does the fruit itself carry some sort of larvae? Yes. Oh God! Do you think they oh, get in from the outside? No. Yeah, I think of one they just flying by. Yeah, they're not they, produced by the fruit. I never the thought. Fruit. I never made it sound like, oh yeah, all fruit comes with like fruit yeah. flies. No, Daniel's yeah, yeah, yeah. about to. No, all fruit has little f- eggs. No, <laughs> in it. I never thought of it that way. That's so have. disgusting. The, the drink by or it doesn't. Use He's by. making this up. <laughs> I will never eat another piece of fruit ever again, and I will not allow a piece of fruit in my house if that's true. That's Daniel. like saying couches make dogs. <laughs> it's not, that's not. It's not true. Daniel's no, a liar. You don't, He's you a don't like liar. not have a dog. Get a couch and then suddenly have a dog. Right. If you were, if you weren't paying attention, that's what it would seem like, and you're not paying attention yeah, to what's I'm happening saying, with the fruit. I'm saying, do you not uh, pay attention to TikTok? I don't know. Well, it's been reported on TikTok that fruit flies come from the fruit. Mm-hmm. The, like <laughs> strawberries have tiny little eggs all over the surface. Is this true? Because I'm going to die. Allison, it's not true. <laughs> okay, thank you. That's like saying all that crowns grow out well, of king's like heads. Though. He's it's just small, trying to see. say that like correlation means causality here. 
that it, like that all of us grew these headphones out of our heads and that's the only possible <laughs> conclusion. I like where you're <laughs> headed, Wendy, but my question is then to Dave's or whoever brought up this question to begin with, how well are fruit fries, fruit fries, excuse me, I now have a cough drop in my mouth. I know it's not ideal audio. How well it. are fruit fry, oh my God, fruit flies <laughs> able to smell that like, they can tell the second fruit turns and all of a sudden they're all in your house. Cause they I think don't. you yeah. can tell pretty fucking good. They're pretty fucking good at it. That's their only job. But I mean, if that's you like a bloodhound by... level of scent. Yeah. Yeah. They're just cruising by your window. Like, Ooh, Ooh, guys, I think in like a day or two, we might have something here. Keep <laughs> this house, just keep it on your radar. And then they keep buzzing around a whole neighborhood. That's a long so, way to go. Yeah. Obviously I was joking before. What happens is they they tail the fruit, <laughs> and they're like usually hiding behind plants and stuff, yeah. like waiting. Yeah. That's like how Wait, dogs what? steal couches. Like if yeah. you get a couch at Living Spaces and you look back over your shoulder, yeah. it'll be like a little beagle following you home. <laughs> get on there. <laughs> oh. We answered it. Done. I still don't get it completely. Tony, can you look this what, up? What? They just show up in such abundance. It's yeah. so weird. That's their only job. They don't. They, they don't have any hobbies. They've never seen a TV show. But I don't. <laughs> they come in through the door one. Like one of them comes in and then like lays an egg and then boom, we have fifty fruit flies. It's not like it builds and builds. Like oh, a couple fruit flies in here. I mean, I must have come in through the screen. They're so small. They they slipped through. Right, and they're not like ants where they send out the scout ants. You know, and so yeah, you'll just see like one ant, and then suddenly I you'll do see think a they breed quickly. I remember in high school, in some high school science class that I didn't take, they were yes. breeding fruit flies. Yes, it says it can seem as if fruit flies come out of nowhere to infest a home. This perception is due to the pest's quick breeding, development, and love of human foods. Fruit flies typically lay their eggs directly on rotting fruits and vegetables or else inside drains that are not kept clean. Hmm. I didn't really like this, you know? <laughs> I didn't really I... enjoy any of this part of the show. <laughs> so <laughs> I liked about your beagle flies. walk. You did a funny beagle about the walk. Flies, I didn't want to think about it. So you basically need to never have rotting fruit in your house because bugs are laying their eggs in your fruit. Mm -hmm. And you just got a really great sciencey sort of either make something or we're getting rid of these. You got to I, I have had it with these bugs. I would suggest not making anything with it once it's starting to rot because it already has bug larva on it. Yeah. Yes. Mm, I mean, you're baking it at like 350 degrees. It's not going to hurt you. You're yeah, right. It fine. shouldn't eat banana bread. It's filled with eggs. Yeah, it's baked eggs in there. Ugh. Bug honey, Forget don't. It. Um. Greg B says, <clears throat> every time I read the word scuba. Oh, no. Is he a bee? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He's here. For revenge. Like... Greg, Greg B. <laughs> I think every time Jimmy I read the octopus says, are octopuses <laughs> the best animal or what? <laughs> do all bees have the last name B? 
Yeah, our cow says, don't you think we should stop drinking milk and just let cows run around? <laughs> I like that they're all writing into you. Sorry, go ahead. This is worse than when I ruined the intros. No, this is great. <laughs> uh, every time. <laughs> Who said this one? Who said Gr- this one? Greg B. Okay. This is Steve Moose. <laughs> every time I read the word scuba, I think self-contained underwater breathing apparatus because I learned it watching Family Ties. I don't think that, but I remember this episode and I love this reference. Does anyone else remember this episode? I don't, but I I I know that's how you say scuba. Mallory was on a trivia team and uh, I don't remember the, oh my God. I am now seeing a tiny spider crawl up a web tim spider tim spider yeah <laughs> tim spider asks don't you love spiders they're the best I, right i don't know why everybody says bad things yeah. and don't kill them okay bye she must not have gotten my dang email i'm gonna pop in an analog over it it's me tim spider i just took a rapid test a cool if i pop in just me or everyone <laughs> um Anyway, uh, yeah, but I remember Mallory was like self-contained underwater breathing apparatus. Of, and then it was like a, by George, she's got it kind of moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let's do one more. We didn't even say if anyone does it. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I no one remembered of, uh, it, though. The Heartbreak Kid. I think that's right. Maybe not, No. What's the one where um, Ben Stiller gets cheated on on the honeymoon by Hank Azaria's character? Yeah, because he, Yeah. And he's, he keeps asking, are you for scuba? He says it with like an accent, but he's like, are you for scuba? And I, I think I think of that more than the spelling. Mm. If someone brings up scuba, like, are you for scuba? It's a funny way to ask people if they're, are you for beers? <laughs> Jonathan or Pierce. Or not, it's, it's not funny. All right. Guys. I think it's funny. <laughs> I was just thinking about whether that guy is clearly a bee. Is like mad he can't do scuba, you know? Like that's right. like his passion and he can't do it. He's seen it. He's watched that family ties. He's an old bee, but he can't do it. So he's pissed. Just wondering, just a wonderment I had. I hope he writes in and tells us. Yeah. Yeah. Or that bees, in fact, do have their own scuba system. It's just referred to by the same acronym. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Self-contained underwater bee apparatus. Yeah. <laughs> And then that's how they get, that's how they get around down there. Yeah. That's what bubbles are. Bubbles underwater are just bees seeing aquatic life. I think we solved it. That's, you're welcome, Greg B. We solved it. I'm gonna I'm st- I'm gonna take a little breather from talking because I feel like the Zoom freezes up every time I do it. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, are you, you? There must be something glitchy when Dave talks. Oh, so weird oh, that no one laughs. Oh, just Pros, not even movement. Not even a head nod or like a. Yeah, you missed all just, the laughter. Mm. <laughs> You guys, this has <coughs> truly been, uh-oh, it's happening. Now everyone's freezing up when I'm talking. This has truly been delightful. I was going to say belightful, but that makes no sense. I have lost my f- spider friend. What did we name him? Stuart Spider? I don't know where he is now, which Tim. alarms me. Where are you, little buddy? He's Show yourself. probably crawling up your butt right now. I know. That's always the the concern. Um, 
Listen, if you enjoy what you're hearing, or even if you don't, please make sure you're subscribed and give us a, a, a review. Five stars, please, on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Tell your friends. Listen to my other podcasts, Upworthy Weekly and Childish. Follow me on social media at Allison Rosen on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, Dave, where can we find you? Uh, DavidHuntsberger.com, a whole bunch of stand-up albums can be accessed there, as well as the visual uh, Big Nothingness, which is on Vimeo and YouTube. And then I do a podcast called Space Cave, where I interview scientists and artists. Uh, I I had a power outage the other day, and so I'm trying to rescue a zero-byte wave file. If you have any info on that, let me know. I'm taking all kinds of tutorials, which sucks. Um, And then Wendy and I do – these are those tapes – every 40 or 50 fortnights. So we're coming yeah. up on oh, season yeah. three. <laughs> it's my fault. No, it's no one's fault. It's their fun. We're close. We're getting there. It's, we're almost there. Yeah. Like one more and then we'll have a new season. We'll put it yeah. up. Yeah. Hell yeah. And um, that's what I've got going. Oh, and then my, my sketches at some point will be some sort of scripted podcast of sorts, but I, there's no release date as of yet, but uh, I'll probably put up a link so people can subscribe ahead of time if that interests you at all. Guys, I forgot to do the dog of the week segment. Um, given that I am trying to save this voice of mine and I'm coughing, um, I have a longer email to read from someone who works with Austin Pets Alive. Um, I'm going to save that for next week, but I just want to say, I'm going to give a shout out to that particular rescue, Austin Pets Alive. If you're in Austin, look up Austin Pets Alive. They are a good animal rescue. Um, the shelters and the rescues are super crowded right now. So if you are in a position to open your home to an animal, do it or volunteer or donate. They need your help. Okay. Wendy, what about you? Um, well, let's see on Twitter. I'm at Wendy Molino. I'm garbage on Twitter. Don't follow me. Um, on Instagram, I'm at Great North Wendy. Um, please watch the Great North, which is the show I co-run with my sister, Lizzie, uh, is normally on uh, Sundays on Fox, but that was the season finale that just aired. And then so you can watch seasons one and two in their full entirety on Hulu at any time. If you need my password, hit me up. Let's watch. <laughs> uh, if you like it, you can go online and review it. You can give us a thumbs up. Some people go on and give us a bad review because we have a gay character. Oh, my uh- God. <laughs> It's too woke for them because we have one, you know, one of the main characters gay. It's cool. Um, and then uh, Bob's Burgers, of course, and the Bob's Burgers movie comes out this weekend. Go see it. It was, it's very, I, I, it's actually good. I'm not just saying that. It's very good. <laughs> the reviews are in and the reviews are good. So you can trust me. Also trust me because, you know, we're buds. Um, what else? These are those tapes. David said it. And that that's that's it. That's got to be it. That's enough. I feel like you nailed all of it. Thank you. Congrats on the movie, by the way. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Yeah. It's very exciting. Real fun. Daniel? Um, yeah, you know, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm garbage on Twitter. That's at Daniel Quantz, D-A-N-I-E-L-Q-U-A-N-T-Z. Do not follow me. D-A-N-I-E-L-Q-U-A-N-T-Z. And uh, Twitter and Instagram also, although I don't do much Instagramming, but maybe I will. You never know. I'm going to start. Yeah. Be garbage on there, too. Be garbage everywhere. Yeah. And Tony? I am not garbage on Twitter and Instagram. 
at Tony Thaxton. Debatable. Probably am garbage. Uh, my podcast, Bizarre Albums, every Tuesday. And the Motion City Soundtrack Tour is about to start. June and uh, July come out if you're uh, anywhere in a major city in the U.S. We should be nearby. And also, real quick, uh, I am very briefly in a documentary that is coming out on May 27th called Bleeding Audio that my friend Chelsea Christer made. Uh, and uh, you can you'll be able to get that. You can pre-order it now, but on May 27th, which I guess if you're listening to this on Thursday, that's tomorrow, uh, it will be available like iTunes and anywhere you do the on-demand stuff. Uh, it's about a an old label mate of mine, uh, the band called The Matches. It's uh, about their story, a band that probably should have been much more huge than they were. Uh, and yeah, I'm in it for very briefly, but uh, I'm in it for a moment, and it's just a really good documentary. So I wanted to plug that. Are you done, Tony? Uh, I'll just like I'll post a bonus episode with all the things I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, you guys, thank you so much. This was so much fun, listeners. Thank you for going on this revisiting of some stories with me. I'm very excited though that now we've got the waggling and the smushing, and I think these are going to be. Some really important moves to add to everyone's arsenal. Um, you guys, thank you so much. Listeners, thank you for listening. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Alison Rosen show? 